0: Hey everybody and welcome back to our series, How Transformation Happens. We're in our second session, which is called Our Religions. Last week, we talked about God's Word and how God creates our reality. How in the beginning, He used His Word to create everything that is, and then by Jesus, by His Word, He recreated all things. This is a wonderful truth that we have, and the battle of our faith then is to trust in God's word and not trust in the voice of the liar. Because remember, it is in Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve rebel against God, and the reason they rebelled is because they listen to the voice of the snake. They listen to the voice of the enemy. And the whole Old Testament, even into the New Testament, is set up as this choice are we going to listen to the voice of God or are we going to listen to the voice of the enemy and by Jesus coming to earth, by the son of God becoming one of us, he has listened to the voice of God and he has been obedient to God where we cannot be obedient, where we have failed to be obedient. Jesus listens to the voice of God and then he gives us his Holy spirit and he welcomes us into his kingdom. He welcomes us into this new creation where God speaks to us yet again. And so faith is trusting in God's Word. It's trusting in what God has said about us. And we're going to get more into that in a couple weeks. But I want to set up, last week we talked a lot about God and His Word, and so I want to set up today some of our own words that we build, some of our own words that we use, and our own lies that we tell Ourselves. If faith is listening and trusting in God, then unfaith or disbelief or sin is listening to ourselves, listening to the enemy, or listening to the world. In fact, Martin Luther, he said that sin is the self turned in on itself. Sin is this kind of navel gazing that we do. That all of our own little projects that we have are families and our career and all these things our our income our retirement fund all of these things that we have that we invest so much time and so much energy into these are the things that we listen to these are the things that we we listen to their voice and we trust in them and we devote our time to them because we believe that they're going to bring us happiness we believe that they're going to bring us security So we build up our own little kingdoms. We build up our own little religions out of our opinions, out of our politics, out of our career, out of all of these things that we do that are really all about ourselves. And the enemy uses these things to cause unbelief in us. The enemy uses these things and he draws our attention to them and we end up doing this navel gazing where we are turned in on ourselves we look to ourselves to our own programs to our own opinions to our own things and we create these little religions where our god is our kids or their sports or our family or our career or our money our god becomes other things we do not listen to the voice of god the creator we do not listen to the voice of god the father instead We listen to the voice of the enemy, and we listen to the voice of the things around us. We listen to the voice of our own religious programming. We listen to the voice of our own made-up religions. And these become religions when we begin to measure and decide that some people are better than others or we're better than others because of these standards that we set. We think that having the right kind of career or the right kind of advancement in that career or making a certain amount of money or having a certain lifestyle or having certain success in this field or that field or being part of these things or that program or whatever it is. We begin to say when you do these things, you are righteous. And we may not say that verbally, but we think that in our heads that our righteousness comes from the things that we do. And here's the crazy thing is that even in our church, someone can be a Christian and they can still be constructing their own religions. And sometimes their own religions, their own righteousness, even uses things like scripture, even uses Jesus to make it seem like it's right and good. And this is exactly what we see with the Pharisees. They constructed their own righteousness, They made up all of these extra rules, they did all this extra stuff, and it seemed like they were devout. It seemed like they were pious, but actually they had created their own religion and they did not know the Father. And they were not expecting Jesus. They were not expecting the Messiah to come and recreate the world. They had it wrong, even though they seemed righteous and they used God's name in this way. And so what we find over time is that no matter how hard we try, no matter how much work we do, no matter what kind of career we have, or no matter what kind of money we have, or extracurriculars or success we have, no matter how much we strive to be good Christians, what we find is that all of these things prove impotent. We cannot be righteous by these things. And so this transformation does not happen somehow by our striving to be better and what we find is that things like self-help and self-righteousness and self-improvement these things prove impotent in transforming us because the truth is that it's not that we have to act better it's that we actually need to be different we need to be transformed we don't need to act better we need to be completely remade in the image of Jesus Christ and that's what transformation is is being made into the image of God, made into the image of Jesus. And so transformation happens when we grasp onto and walk in Jesus. That's how transformation happens. It's not through self-help. It's not through self-improvement. It's not through some striving. These things cannot transform us. We can have worldly success, we can become healthier and better workers, we can improve our careers, we can improve our bank accounts, but it does not produce spiritual, real transformation in us. It does not solve the problem of the anxiety that we have because of our existential dread of being humans. It doesn't solve the problems that we face because no matter how healthy you are, no matter how good your career is, no matter how big your pocketbook is, at the end of the day, you are going to have to face death. And ultimately, you're going to have to face death by yourself. And we cannot face death with any of these things. We cannot solve the biggest problems in our life. Because all of these things do not make our relationships more loving, they don't make our life more fulfilled, they don't make our death any less terrifying. We need to be completely remade. We need to be completely transformed and freed from worldly anxieties. We need to be completely transformed and we need to transcend these things that we see around us in this attempt to to strife. Jesus promises us transformation. He promises us new life. He makes us into new creatures by our baptism, by killing us and resurrecting us with him. He makes us into new people where we might look the same, but in fact, we are completely new. We are part of this new creation and God has spoken his word to us and he has transformed us because of it. And so faith then hangs on to Jesus as the one who makes us new. Faith is coming out of this eternal navel-gazing. It's turning away from ourselves and putting our eyes on Jesus. Faith clings to Jesus and grasps onto Jesus and his promises as the only way for us to live, as the only way for us to live in a fulfilled, transformed, whole manner. Because all of the other things that we can have, health, wealth, success, family, all of these things prove to be impotent. They prove to be unable to truly make us whole, to truly make us peaceful, to truly make us joyous. Only Jesus can do that. So faith is turning out of ourselves and our own programs, and it clings on to Jesus. And when we do that, we are transformed. And we'll get into how that transformation happens uh, uh, next week and in the following weeks. But what we're going to find is, in fact, when we cling on to Jesus, he makes us better. He makes our relationships more whole and healthy. He makes our lives more whole and healthy. He encourages us and empowers us to work well for the good of our neighbors. What we find is that when we turn to Jesus and we trust in him, it begins to transform us. And so we actually, our lives are made different. Our lives are made new and we work and we live and we love in such a way that it honors Jesus and is congruent with his life in the way that he operated in the world. We must put to death all of our attempts to make ourselves whole, to make ourselves good, to make ourselves better. We must put to death our own religions, our own programs. We have to put these things to death because they cannot produce transformation. They cannot produce the new life that we need to live. Instead, we have to put our faith in Jesus. We have to turn out from ourselves and turn our eyes to him. Thanks so much for joining me today. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.